All right. And I'm going to, we start off every episode with a little, uh, like, it's an energy drink today. Uh, we're, we're, hyd- we're, we're hydrating and I have practice immediately after this. So, okay. <coughs> today, water. yeah, it's got to stay hydrated here. We'll crack the thing. Maybe. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I don't know if it picked it up, but. Mm. Okay. So we're started. And today's guest, longtime friend, promoter, sweetheart, Aww. Sam Allen. <laughs> oh, it's me. Also, first female guest on the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, brush my shoulders Yeah, off. brush it off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This is going to be quite a thing because yeah. we have all kinds of catching up to do. Yes, lots. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I was trying to think of all the stories, but there's too many. Because we come from we come from a long time ago, so let's maybe for the the young kids since you're you're back right Mm -hmm. you just moved back like Saturday yeah nine in the morning good God weren't you at a show that night show that night oh my God I was dead to the world dude I can't even imagine I'm still kind of dead to the (laughs) world right now I feel like I'm in a zombie land or something yeah (laughs) I'm allowed to cuss on this fucking thing ain't I oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah I was on the radio this morning I was scared. I cussed too much for that. Uh, me too. Yeah, I could. I, I would not fare well on a radio. The whole time I was like, please behave. Please yeah, behave. Yeah. Don't cuss. Don't say fuck. Don't say the fuck word. Don't say the fuck word. How yeah. the fuck are you? Fuck. <laughs> That's pretty much how yeah. I felt. Yeah. yeah. So let's, because uh, some of these listeners are younger, so okay. let's take it back. All right. Let's go the on year, back there, bud. It's the a year long is away. what? <laughs> <laughs> Two th- let's just say circa 2002 or three. Okay. That's when it all started. Yeah. How'd you get into it? Well, I mean, you know, my very first show was, uh, I was 12 years old. I'm 37 now. So, um, I don't know what year that was. Um, I went to Vino's with my sister. She had been going to some shows off and on and meeting some people. And she said, you really like this stuff that I'm doing, you know, and, uh, come check it out. So we went to Vino's and we saw this, uh, lineup, uh, Six Shine, Living Sacrifice and Crankbait. Uh, hell yeah. And I remember I was setting up on the, um, subwoofer on the sides mm-hmm. and stuff and it was just vibrating my whole body uh-huh. and i was like i've got to get involved in this instant shit. right oh it was it's immediately instant. i knew exactly yep. what i was gonna do with my life yep it's <laughs> weird how it works forward, right yeah. it really has been <laughs> yeah and then i just kept coming back and kept coming back and any show there was it didn't matter what genre or band i just came every weekend and watched everything and just kind of when you started booking did you just kind of fall into it like hey i want to do this let me try or was it well it all kind of started where i didn't really know where to begin with that Mm -hmm. because i had the interest in the music industry but also being 12 you don't really know what's right so i started playing drums that was my first like okay well i need to start playing an instrument i did not know that yeah i used to play drums badass and uh I, I mean, I was kind of okay at it. I wasn't like great okay. or nothing, yeah. but I learned how to play some Nirvana and some Days of the New, and I could do the little triplets that Kitty could do back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a goal of mine to learn yeah. how to do that. So I, I could keep a beat. I could still keep a solid beat if I wanted to, but I, I don't know. That's don't pretty know. badass. <laughs> so I tried that at first, and, um, you know, I just have a really bad attention span. Mm, and yeah. Takes so, a lot of dedication. Yeah, and yeah. so I just could never really focus on an instrument alone. So I decided I wanted to see what else was out there. And my hairdresser at the time happened to be a roadie. She did lots oh. of roadie work. Her name was Sharon Cotton. And um, she just said, as we were, she used to color my hair all crazy colors. And she knew I was in the music. She's like, you need to come down to the river sometime and I'll put you on the staff to 
do a load in. Okay. So my first show, I was 15. I did my first load in. Damn. And it was Credence Clearwater Revival, uh, John Fogarty. Hell yeah. yeah. And I helped set up the bayou scene, a big old alligator and a big yeah. old deck. It was awesome, man. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. So I got it in there. He was wearing so much makeup, it was unbelievable. Right. Though. Yeah. It was kind of scary. It was like an inch thick of foundation. It was crazy. On a dude. It was, I mean, you know, regardless, it was weird. You just looked plastic to me. Look plasticky. So, but I was 15, so right. I don't know. Maybe I was, All new to everything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was fun, and but I didn't really like the fact that I got cussed at all day and yelled mm-hmm. at. You know, when you do roadie work, they're like, "Put that fucking box over there yeah. right now!" Yeah, what the hell are you fucking doing? Yeah. And I was like, "No ah, standing like around." Being at. Yeah, very so, boot campy. It is very the, boot campy. Backstage is kind of a motherfucker sometimes. It is a motherfucker. Yeah, especially when a probably the TM was yeah. a bit grouchy. It's uh, it can be the worst. TM's can, always I, bitchy, aren't they? Bitchy bitches. <laughs> Well, no, I try to, I try to, I try to explain that to people. And it's like, there's really only one way to experience it is go work a show. Yeah. If you just, haven't done it, you have absolutely no idea what we're talking about right now. Yeah. But trust me, they're bitchy bitches. It is the worst. It's not fun, but it can be fun though. You know, <laughs> if you really know how to, you know, take care of a band, then it's mm-hmm. really no problem. Yeah. When they're great, it's great. Oh, you know? hell yeah. But, I had a great show Saturday, so we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah I mean, it can go really well. Yeah, I've worked some amazing ones, and I've worked some. Oh my god! Yeah, some you just want to like walk away. away. Yeah, yeah just, just walk away. You just do the show yourself, bud. I almost that? got. <laughs> a, I almost got in a fist fight with one guy one Ooh, time. Who? The rehab guy. Oh wow, yeah. he's intense. Anyways, he's a bit much. We had him at Juanita's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that the guy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Same dude. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little extreme. Well, fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 But so then, so you're this. 15. You work a show. Yeah. It's the worst. So you're like, well, let me, let me well, do something I did something it a couple different. of times, you know, like I, I didn't give up on, on it instantly or anything. I just kind of was like, all right, if this is what it is and I'm just going to learn the ropes. So I just really put myself in a position where I could learn anything. I, everything that I could learn, I tried to learn. So I would go to Vino's hmm. and Fletcher Clement, who's like yep. my major mentor who taught me most of the things that I know about the music industry. He was sitting outside doing security almost every show, kind of watching the kids and make sure everybody's good. And, yep. and I would just sit by him and bug the living shit out of him <laughs> all fucking night, every weekend. And he was so patient with me. And every question I had, this little 15-year-old girl sitting by him going, so if I want to ask, ask an agent, <laughs> if, if a band wants to play, like, how do I word that? Like, if I want to, like, run a show, like, how would I do the times? Like, every single yeah. question that would come to my mind, he would answer it. And I just, I'm forever grateful for that because... Without people like him and some other key people in the, in, right. in the industry around town and just, you know, the bands in general just really patient with me and learning, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, so I just, I kind of did that for a while and I officially did my first show in a venue when I was, I think, um, 17 or so, okay. but I can't really remember who right. that was, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know. But yeah, so Can't that's, that's kind of how it went. And I, I just followed that and took a little break here and there, you know, but sure. I got really serious about it when I was about 21. Yeah. That's when I started X Sam core X Sam X core X productions X, to X, be clear X, X. three X's. Cause I was straight edge. Oh yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a proud moment of mine. I think that's about around the time we probably would have yes, met. Absolutely. Yeah, when that's... I was about 21, um, I was help. I was helping, kind of helping manage bands before that. I got kind of involved in that side of it for a bit before I started an official name for my company back mm. then. And I was helping, you know, out with bands like Slip Slip Agent mm-hmm. from Russellville and stuff like that. You know, then uh, not really doing much for them, but just kind of learning. 
Yeah, wet, yeah, wet getting top. your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's you got you know that's what it takes. You always see like bands like it seems corny. It's like oh, our manager, and it's like well, they're everybody's vital. learning. They're yeah, vital. everybody's learning. Even yeah. if you know they're making mistakes or whatever. So sometimes yeah. it seems like you're a local band with a manager. It's like well, you have to try. You have to understand how it works, yeah. no matter what. I think it's really important to have some kind of an out, outside perspective with your band, um, even if it's just like a really good, supportive friend that is interested in helping you keep organized. 100%. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just somebody outside of the band that be a voice of reason is always a good thing. Yeah, because a lot of times I've... I've <laughs> You're, yes, preaching in the choir because I've been in a, mm-hmm. plenty of bands where you get oh, yeah. inside your own collective head. Yeah, and everybody and gets mad at each shit other. Shit just deteriorates, and, yeah. and you can't really communicate sometimes. It's good to have that mediator, <coughs> you know. Um, a nice middleman to be like, yo, tell X he's a fucking dickhole, and I'm not going to play again until X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the fun part about being a band manager <laughs> no. when you have to be like the mediator between fights. But <laughs> yeah. I can handle that shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can handle that, but... Yeah, I did that for a little bit and, um, you know, I liked it, but I really just have some kind of a special connection to live music. Yeah. Live bands in front of people with them getting into it and singing along and the energy that's involved, is it's magical. It is. It's it's something that I believe brings the worst of en- enemies together. It can cure all kinds of mental ailments. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's a healing thing inside and out honestly yeah. and you know a lot of people with metal you know when you mosh and stuff it's a release of your anger mm-hmm. and your depression and and things like that so i just really me personally it really did a lot for me as a teenager i had a a pretty difficult home life and right and things weren't the greatest so my escape was the music an outlet and, yeah and i i didn't do drugs i was straight edge until i was from 15 until i was about 28 damn um yeah so my outlet was the music right. and so i chose that above all else and that was just my almost my little saving grace you know what i mean right yeah that's awesome yeah I so that. so that I, I really you know i felt like i mean even at downtown music i had that mural on the wall the whole point of that oh, mural yeah. was that what i just said that the fact that music is such a healing space for people to be in that room together oh and yeah connecting on that kind of a level you can't do that anywhere else i've always said that cannot do that always you go to a live show there's all the walks everyone people you would disagree with and in other ways Mm -hmm. or people you would just despise in other ways like it doesn't matter all that shit is off the table i mean you're all in the same room yeah you got this one band or these two bands that you know for a fact that everybody else in the room is into how can you not look at somebody and connect that way because obviously you have some kind of common ground there's some it's a start right yeah it can be a start yes I love it. You know, I like I said, I did that mural on my wall because of that. <clears throat> I just really strongly believe in it. You know, the my favorite hardcore band is Bane. Right. And my favorite song by them is My Therapy. Okay. And it's about being in a crowded room. Literally, the lyrics are about being in a crowded room full of people that aren't going to judge you. Mm-hmm. You can't belong anywhere else. People are rejecting you in life. You're having hard times at home. Nobody's understanding you. But in this particular space... You are connected. Yeah. And you are accepted. Free. And you're loved. Yeah. All because of six strings crossed, uh, stretched across some board. I mean, right. that's literally the lyrics. If you can't understand how special that is, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's nice. It is. It's amazing. I mean, Bane has always been a really heavy influence for me. It's an extremely positive hardcore band. And uh, for a long time, that was my main fo- focus in booking shows, too, was hardcore and punk rock and stuff like Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, I really, really 
broke my teeth was on hardcore yeah. with booking. You know, right, right. I brought a bunch of hardcore bands back in that time frame. Yes, you did. Yeah, and I I miss it. I I mean I I love what everybody is doing around town now, but I'd really like to try to contribute more to that particular scene. To that well. more bring more of that genre back yes, around. Yes, absolutely. I think it definitely is something special in Arkansas for that genre. It's it's always been a good uh, a good draw. It's always been a fun time and people. Yeah, and it's on the rise again. It is. Uh, um, there, I just read an article the other day that it's up like a hundred and fifty percent across streaming platforms. Yeah, metal in yeah. general is, statistically speaking, the fastest growing music genre among fans. Which is crazy. In the world. Because it's... I think it's because everybody fucking hates everything right now. They have somewhere <laughs> they have to talk about it. It typically goes that way, right? The world fucking sucks right now. Well, then shit gets good, and then they go to, like, the pop and the... Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Which is cool. It's fine. Yeah. It's all my wife listens to. It's just, like, pop and shit, but... yeah. I'm still like, just like, I'm too angsty for it. Crank up the fucking heavy. Yeah. I like my blast beats and my yeah. black metal vocals and shit. You know? Ooh, man. That's where I am. That's right extreme. Now. Oh, you're in black oh, metal yeah. right now. Oh my God. <laughs> the heavier, the better. Really? The crazier, the better. Damn. Me, man. Yeah. You know, horrible. Seth, you know, Seth Ashley. Yes, I do. Yeah, he's a he's huge into like that darker metal right now. Yeah, I thought he was doing some like rock stuff. It was okay. He hasn't done that for a couple he's years a now. Badass metal oh, guitar player. Oh yeah, about yeah. damn time. Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. it going. What's he doing? Is he gonna play again? He's chilling. He's trying. Okay, he's trying. Seth, I'm not saying there's nothing in the shit. there's not something that he's trying to do, but okay. he's he's trying. Good. Him Good. and him and his uh, uh, Brian Webb too. Nice. They're, they're like out there. Guy. They're yeah. roommates and they're they're jamming. It's All cool. right, people. Love those two guys. Hell yeah. From Hot Springs, Arkansas. Fucking do it. Bring yeah. some metal from Hot Springs. We need more heavy bands. We need, we need some more. more bands in general. We right. need we need more. I mean, and there is an overabundance of talent in Arkansas, period. There always so has been. I don't see. Just, it's just about connecting. Just a smaller state. It's harder yeah, to yeah, push for is. recognition outside of it. It is, but also it's, it's something that, like you said, uh, it's on the rise, and I think Arkansas in general, one of the reasons why I feel like it's just a really prime time to come back and try to do something is because we're really just getting a lot of attention Yeah, through different weird things yeah, yeah, that yeah. we might do, like flyers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But also, like, badass motherfuckers like Paul Bear, just right. bringing it on home right. and showing people that, like, Arkansas ain't nothing to play with. Well, this year alone, we've uh, this this town has been in even Kerrang! Magazine yeah. twice. Smoke Just them. this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy to me. I fucking can't wait for it to just keep going that direction i think it is i think there's a new swing i think all the young we had this weird shift and like we're it was like the exiting of the old guard and the coming of the new guard but the there was some confusion there and i think we're finally starting to yeah lock shit down i think it's really a special time i think it I is feel too. it you know yeah. when you're in the industry like me and you you can kind of you get that pulse feeling, yeah. you know, it's those, like you don't even have to hear anybody tell you anything and you know what's going on. Yeah, those on. upticks. You just feel yeah. it, yeah. you know, you can tell. It's definitely, <clears throat> the music industry always has its waves and I've been through so many different ups and downs and waves and sideways and this way. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been all over the fucking place. I've seen the lowest lows and yes. I've seen some of the highest highs. I, I really chuckle sometimes when I hear people talk about how this is dead, that's dead, this is wrong, that's wrong, and this and whatever. And I'm just like, you guys just have no idea what you got. Yeah. Because it's really fantastic. Compared to some of the things that we've been through with oh, the music shit, scene. Man, yeah. <laughs> 
this is definitely a prime time and it's looking it's, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really enjoying the local talent around here. Um, I'm really enjoying everything. Honestly, I just really can't wait to contribute I th- for as long as we've been around too. I can't remember a time when all sides are closer. No, there I think was a it's lot of really, really connected. There was right a now. lot of disconnection. Even like back in the day, there was like this weird thing where you stayed in your own lane. I think and, that really a lot of it comes from just from my perspective because of the venues I've worked at and the and the views I've seen of the different genres in town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I really like about what I do is that I don't just get stuck to one genre. So I've had kind of like an ability to see what the indie rock scene's doing and how those people are feeling about things. Mm-hmm. And you know, like every genre has always been like wanting more. Yeah, people in those certain cliques or certain mm-hmm. sides of the music scene have always wanted better and more entertainment and venues and stuff, but nobody really has understood how to. And you even see them struggle to even get in some sometimes to a venue somewhere. Oh, it's impossible. There's like so many local bands that don't ever get to play (coughs) venue shows. They, and then the house scene, while you guys were gone, the house scene here was exploding. Oh yeah. We were paying attention. I never left. dude. I watched everything. It got kind of shit on. I'm not sure what happened. If it was just a legal legality thing or, I mean, it's it's, always that with house shows. I know it has to do with a lot. It's a lot lesser. Yeah. It was a bunch of factors, but it's a lot less now than it was. And you see like, um, there's been a few actual, like, I don't want to call them smaller venue. Like, just yeah, just a smaller venue, but it's a real venue. It's a building, a place they can yeah, go like have fun. Yeah, like a location. Yeah, yeah. There's a place in uh, Russellville right now that's doing awesome. I love it. I've played there a bunch of times. It's called the Cavern. Okay, I've heard it, but I haven't really heard about it. What's yeah, it's like, its nicknames like its nickname is the Thurber Dome. The guy that books okay. there, James Thurber. Uh, that's what we call it. We call it the Thurber Dome. But it's oh. just—it's literally like. You remember uh, Soundstage? Oh, yeah. It's a lot absolutely. like that, but with no stage. I just talked to Brandon the other day. Did you? It's just yeah. a fucking hallway, and you play in the widthways. You don't play in the end like so you what, normally would. How many people is it fed in there, you think? Shit, you could put 100 in there easy. That's fucking fantastic. And it's Russellville comfortable. Russellville used to be a hub for a lot of shows, you know? And they come through. I have a funny story for you about okay. Russellville. Well, Dardanelle, whatever, <laughs> Close same enough. fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did a show with Thumbscrew one time. I used to bring them a lot, a lot through Little Rock, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a place to play in Little Rock that time. So we did a show in Russellville. Now this is when Russellville was doing shows on like the back patio, load-in door porch of like some record shop out there, <laughs> yeah. and then also they had this uh, really cool. Um, a really small like outdoor it was almost like a concrete slab was it at the train station it was in the middle of the woods like a oh, park okay. oh <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking yes, about yes i do we did i think it was um it was deos vale what with thumbscrew and mexico mexico oh my god in the middle of the woods in a park on a concrete slab mexico dude we mexico. rocked the shit out of that oh. we were stage diving there's no stage but they were like jumping in the air people would like lift them Fucking over their heads that's so awesome it was great. We had a blast. That's and it a, was the weirdest show I've ever done in my life. I was, no, I'm going to take that back. It's not the weirdest show I've ever done in my life. I'll tell you about the weirdest <laughs> When I put Ashes, Ashes Augustine on the back of a, a trailer that was uh, propped up on um, hay bales, and we played mm. with um, 
Mailing to Sons Disaster at a biker uh, rally. I've heard about this show. Yeah. I wasn't there, clearly. It was clearly, fucking but, weird, Yeah, dude. that is weird. But it was great, though. But there was only like 10 of us that even knew what the hell was going on. Right. Everybody else was like, what the hell's this shit? I'm yeah. just trying to drink my beer. Drink beer. <laughs> Where's my barbecue beans? Yeah. You know, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they just mailing, you motherfuckers. Like, the hell is this screaming ass shit? <laughs> It was not the right genre for that situation, but we had fun though, so that's all. Yeah, you make the best yeah. of it. You're like, well, this is we a shit show. We bonded with those dudes pretty hardcore over it because it was just like we both got thrown into that situation. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, who the hell? Who 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 put that together? Uh oh god, I, I forgot his name. He used to own the music hall in uh, Fayetteville. Wow, haven't heard that name in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I got a lot of stories about that place too. I bet. Yeah. So let's kind of take it back a little bit. Okay. So you're. Coming up, you're twenty. You're in your twenties now. You're working at Vino's, and, and yeah, at one at some a, point you took over, correct? Yeah. Well, it all started with the Fletcher, me bugging yeah. the shit out of him. Then I started doing shows. I was I was part of the Fletcher days too. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm gonna go see him today, so that's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, he uh he kind of was like um Haley Shelton was doing yeah. the uh, street team over there, and he said, you know, if you want to ha- help Haley out or whatever. I was about 21. I just moved back from Russellville. I lived there for a while. Yeah. I was like, I think I want to really get into the music stuff and try to see where I could go with it. And that's when I did the Sam Core production, right, 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 right. awesome XXX uh-huh. thing, you know. And uh, so me and Haley started doing the street team together. And she, man, she really helped me a lot, taught me a lot too. And I remember that. Showed me how to do the yep. footwork and really hoof it on getting people, to, you know, getting asses in the seat. So. Uh, we did that for a while and, you know, things have their ups and downs and people leave and come and go. And it was Fletcher's time. He decided it was time to go. Right. And, and it just kind of fell that way. Um, it was a weird little period where I worked for Aaron Hurley at Greengrass Entertainment, right. but was the Vino's representative for Greengrass Entertainment. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. doing the tattoo conventions uh-huh. and the horror movie conventions and we were all, yep. you were working sure all was. that shit too. Yep. Yeah, I I had a memory the other day about the tattoo convention when we couldn't figure out the fucking water situation oh with the sinks. God, yes. And they hadn't hooked up any goddamn water for <laughs> yeah. any of the tattoo artists. And they're fucking, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. We were like, what the fuck do we do? And I was like, I don't know, dude. We just need to do it. Uh, that, that was, was Yeah, it was fun, it was but so that was fun. a wild... What was that, three days? Uh, three days, yeah. And we had Kat Von D there. I was oh. her liaison. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Turn It Down. I had to go get her Patron. That was a fun moment, though. She was cool as shit. She wasn't. She wasn't very friendly. She wasn't know. very friendly when the sound Maybe check happened. Was, I remember that was I don't know, a I won't nightmare. Say nothing, I don't fucking say nothing because people don't like her right now because she won't feed her baby meat. I guess I don't know. I have no. Clue. I have no idea either. That's I the quit. latest that I, I yeah. fucking don't care. I, I got tattoos a long time ago and then just kind of stopped. So I'm just yeah. like I'm stuck in a weird zone. I, the last one I got was this LJ on my thumb. Yeah. And well, that was years. Yeah. Years later. Yeah, so I was, um, yeah, we were doing that whole Greengrass thing for a while. We were doing cool shows up in, like, Batesville and yeah. stuff. The, we were doing Drowning Pool. Going all over the fucking place. Saliva El- when they were huge. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I got so much experience with that company. I'll be ever for, I'm, I am literally forever grateful to Aaron Hurley for everything he did for right. me. I, I got to see him Saturday, too. He was at the Rev Room, and I gave him a big old hug, and I just... I love the shit out of all the people that helped me in the music industry. That's one thing I really love about Arkansas is that nobody's too good to teach you something. Nobody's ever too good to show you the ropes. You know right. I mean? If you really want to get involved, all you got to do is ask. Yeah. Ask and be willing to, yeah. to do Must the ask. work because it yeah. is a motherfucker. That's the thing that catches people up. I've had so many yeah. people approach me and say, oh, I want to be your assistant or oh, I want to do this with they you. They break and down. I'm like, oh, yeah. you ain't ready. Yeah. 
you yeah. want to do it let's do it and then when you do they're bitching or they don't oh, understand yeah. why they have to do that for free and it's like <laughs> do you realize i worked for vinos for four years for free before they ever paid me <laughs> yeah and then when they start paying you it's dog shit, shit. yeah I, it's sorry shit. no sorry, it is Venus. no it's fine it was dog shit we all know <laughs> <laughs> for three it, i mean i was there for four years hoofing it on the street team and everything and and we were doing killer shows like 18 visions and every time i die and it's like one of those Lamb weird things God too though we're like you're working for free but so is everyone else so yeah. you feel like you're all doing this to push something bigger later yeah, forward. Yeah, it's a you have to be you know, passionate about it. You really do. It's more I mean, it's something people say a lot, but it is a labor of love. Cuz you know, we're I'm I've worked shows where there's a thousand people there, but you know how much the band had to make. The show didn't even do well, and you're you work 20 fucking hours and you here, yeah. here's here's $20. There's been many times me and you have both worked shows together oh, and yeah. looked at each other and everybody else and we're not getting paid after yeah. working 12 16 hour days. You don't even got to say nothing. You just kind of look know. at each other like You're like fuck, you know by man, the feeling fuck. and emotion of how the money's going. You're like, "Oh, yeah. well, I guess I did this for free today." Yeah, we're all fucking it's doomed. It's okay cuz I got to meet a shit ton of awesome people and <coughs> I have got to hung out with some of the coolest yeah. fucking people. Hang I'll, out. I'll Sorry. never regret those free gigs that I did. Never. Yeah, never. worth every minute. Every minute. And it's what got me here today. I got you know? to be Trey Cool's fucking drum tech, yo. Know? That shit's amazing. Dude. You know, just, I mean, I, I didn't get paid for that. I mean, I got paid in booze, which was cool. Hey. I got to party with Green Day what after. Up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> shit. I've he gave me free drum heads. That hey, was like $80 worth of shit right there. I eBay if you signed them. I still you have them. paid but for that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, used, I used the shit out of them, and then I kept them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. yeah. That's good. poor kids got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, man, you do. Yeah. No, I... Um, <laughs> I sat there and did that for a little while. And then, um, you know, the green grass thing happened and there was a time period in which they parted ways with Vino's. Yeah. And instead of staying there, I wanted to try my hand at head promotion. Right. So I took on the head talent buyer at Vino's, um, from 2007 until 2009. That's where I was the actual head promoter there. Which was a tough time in Arkansas music history. That was the, the downturn. Time. Yeah, that was that the downturn. That was when the, the recession had just hit. MySpace yeah. hit. That's what yeah. happened. And you could literally be abandoned ten minutes if you had like a fucking little eight track player in your right. room. Yeah, you could record a song in five minutes and say I'm the fuck sticks and the whatever the hell yeah, yeah, and yeah, post yeah. it on MySpace yeah. and upload your fucking shit. And all of a sudden you're a band. I mean that's exaggerating, but kind of not really. But literally, you, there was so many artists and bands trying it was after like kill switch 18 visions every time i die lamb of god all of those bands of that genre were doing like Ozfest, and they were just on the rise yeah in 2005 and 6 it was like prime time in little yeah. rock i yeah. mean fletcher was the man it was crazy he was bringing the most insane lineups like i saw yeah. literally not in that time frame but at vino's alone one of my favorite shows I ever seen there was Hatebreed and Neurosis. Mm. And then I saw the Misfits and Earth Crisis there. Jesus. Like, blow your damn mind type awesome shit. Biohazard yeah. played there. And here's the kicker that a lot of young kids are just now starting to see. Yeah. Full. 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 I mean, every you know fucking how many other times night. You were past capacity and I had to oh, shove shit, people up the side doors of fire marshal. You know how many in? times I was there when you're past capacity? <laughs> 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 get stuffed oh the my side god, door. <laughs> that kill switch engage show they did, they did an off night from Ozfest and uh -huh. I remember I showed up cuz I wasn't working that show. And I showed up and I could not make it past like if you've ever been at Vino's, you know they have a, a, a seat 
and then they have the little hallway nook with the bathrooms and then the back door. Yep. You couldn't pass make it past nope. that seat. You got to the dish pit and you were like hit this with a wave of ass smell and sweaty <laughs> humid hotness yeah. i couldn't breathe oh uh, and i literally looked at my friend i was like we are not fucking going in there it was so hot but it was the funnest time i mean we had i mean it was so those shows were so big that we were doing merchandise in the parking lot yeah under tents yeah. yep out <laughs> there on that bigger part yeah. of the sidewalk yeah before yep. the art studio or the art uh office whatever the supply art supply store moved to that location right next door to right Dino's, next door that little parking lot that has the gated mm-hmm. we would put their tour buses in there yep. and then we would line the merch in that area oh shit yeah mm-hmm. man so as you were in line line i mean there would That's be right. lines be... literally from the front door to all it. the way where down. 7th street is now I mean, yeah, just, way down. You couldn't. Even, yeah, fucking crazy. With the fire department across the street. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Henry Lee must be loved. That's all, dude. I can say. It's yeah. Because we pulled that shit off. Those Lazero <laughs> shows we did there back in the day. The story of the year show. I'm insane. It was fucking madness. <clears throat> it was yeah. all out madness. The riot thing that happened. The fucking. Uh, there was. Just, it's just too many people. Yeah, just too, too many, many people. people. Yeah. But it's okay, though, because in those time frames, it was just magic, man. It really it was. was. It was great. And whenever I got, unfortunately for me, whenever I did get to take over, it was just a time period in which the oversaturation of music mm-hmm. in general was happening and tours were not doing well because they were putting like five or six bands on a tour at right. a time. And because bands were, for, getting, bands were getting signed like three or four at a time to label. I know. And then you had Victory out there signing up every ban in the earth and just seeing what stuck and you had Everybody a lot of labels would do that. that it was like that spray and pray approach ferret records yep. victory metal blade I mean, everyone. Runner. Yeah. I mean everybody that you could think of was like oh we're getting signed to a huge record label and then they wouldn't get to do shit yeah it's like the heavy underground was such a the the bigger labels were like all yeah. the labels were looking yeah downward and going oh shit this yeah, shit's popular people were making money with those concerts before yeah. in like 2005 to 2007 yeah. ish then they tried to bring it up to the mainstream and it just yeah it yeah. was just too much they just they really oversaturated the market especially in the heavy industry and it killed a lot of really great talented bands and a lot of older bands that we used to listen mm-hmm. to had to stop for a while and if yes. people wonder why they're coming back now it's because they had to wait until it was time to be able to actually survive. Yeah. These people have lives outside of doing tours. Yeah. They have and families and yeah, jobs I mean, and all kinds. How are you going to feed yeah. your kids with like, I mean, it's just not. You're making you $18 a night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 18 fucking dollars a night ain't going to feed you. Yeah. No. Or gas <laughs> in your car. It's yeah. not going to feed your car. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it really was just a bad time. And, and uh, you know, we, we do you saw. Think, do you think that helped though? Like you I, being like head, you've moved on now. You're the person. You're it. If you want to play at Vino's, you got to call Sam. Back when I was. And, and that struggle, like struggling through those years when you're finally the head <sighs> booker. I mean, I, I'll never regret the hard times I had to get to where I was at yeah. that point. It was a very difficult time in general for everybody. Yeah. And really everybody was. felt it yeah. and nobody could understand what was going on and why they weren't making the money and the numbers that they were mm-hmm. venues were struggling and it just really wasn't a good time for anybody. And unfortunately for somebody like me, it's like, what can you do? Yeah. You can't make numbers happen. You can right. try your best, but it is proven fact that you could literally promote a show top to bottom as best you can. Yep. And two people show up. I, 
Fucking did been a show there. with Joe Lally from Fugazi and five people were there. Yep. I have never been more pissed off in my life. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I was so, so fucking embarrassed, dude. I played a show back in high school when I was still in high school with my first band and did you know back then it, the internet barely fucking existed there was no such thing as social media really uh yeah my wife's probably home sorry oh, okay i if thought your cat crash, like knocked uh, a bunch it, of stuff it, around it might have uh there's somebody in my living room let's oh, put it that way we're getting uh, broke into right now <laughs> sweet uh but shit what the hell was i talking about i don't know fuck no i'm sorry <clears throat> the crash distracted me yeah it distracted me too yeah shit what? <laughs> Okay. Really five yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So I was saying, so we did the same thing and there was a uh, five, it was five person band yeah. and we played at the original downtown music. Yeah. One fucking person. <laughs> One. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I've been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. I did a show at the original downtown with a band called Reflux, which actually is Tosin from Animals as Leaders old band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a show with them on Thanksgiving one year at the original downtown. And their lead singer actually is a really badass in the music industry. I don't know if you've ever heard of Pantheon Agency. Used yes, to be I around. Have. Yeah. Ash Alverson. Yeah. That's him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I did a show with them back in the day. And uh, literally, I was like the promoter and the only paying customer. Oh, shit. <laughs> I paid the band from. Shit. Yeah, I was like, wow, I'm sorry, guys. But hey, they needed the date. They yeah. were you know, on the tour and they just needed a place to play. So I gave them a place there to play. You you know? Yeah, the band we played with was uh, third day ever in America yeah. from Israel. Yeah. So oh. I was like, sorry. Thanks, guys, for letting a band from Israel come all the way the fuck to Arkansas <laughs> and nobody being there. Well, it's weird. It's nice. weird, too. But like that same band. That's sad. Was only around for about five years, but yeah. we came up in the in the best possible time. We sold out Vinos once on our Absolutely. own, and then and then and then a year later, you play a show in front of one person. So that's the downturn when it hit. It fucking hit. It wasn't, o- it wasn't overnight, but it was pretty motherfucking fast. It was fast, man. It was like a five six month period yeah. of like. What just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You blink and you <laughs> miss it. You blink, yeah. and then, and then, unfortunately, for the next three years, all the new people that came into the scene had absolutely no idea how incredible it was. And so they you never had saw to hear it. the the scene's dead, nothing's going yep. on. It's like, yeah, no shit, because it's oversaturated. And that and that mentality stuck around for a long time. It really made a lot of people pretty sad and bitter. I think it made a lot of big bands. I can't say how many. It burned a lot of bridges at downtown and the village and yeah. and Vinos and hearing bands going. Well, never coming the fuck never back here. Never fucking coming back here. And they have it. It's a bad experience. I mean, we're having a hard time getting every time I die to come back here. Oh, I was there that the bad, night. Just because of the bad taste in there. I mind. was there that night. They they said it right to, to my face. Oh yeah. I was like, I I don't know what, what? to. I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry guys, but you know what do you yeah. do? I'm still. I mean, I'm. I've been working on getting their attitudes changed for a couple of years. I've talked to Andy. Take some time. I, I mean, I got to know those dudes. They played a lot at Vinos back yeah, in the day. They're they really did. fucking amazing. It'd be people. the shit now. I mean, I want to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. it. It's gonna fucking happen. Please, um, one please, way. That, please. I mean, it just really takes getting their mindset back sure. on that. It's a different situation. I mean, you might have had a bad experience, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. You We're just sending them pick. pictures from the new shows that are going on. Yeah, dude. There's lots of good stuff going on. Yeah. There is. I talked to Vincent Bennett from uh, Casey Strain the other night about Little Rock. Oh, shit. And he and I chopped it up about uh, the last time they were here was uh, close to 10 years ago. At least. Yeah. yeah. And those dudes used to come all the time. Yeah. They played Juanitas. They played Vinos. They played The Village. I mean, and they fucking ruled. Yeah. We went to a Casey Strain show the other day and I got punched in the face. In, in uh, Denver? 
It was amazing. Uh, Springs. At Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was that uh, Casey Strain, Harm's Way, Sanction, Higher Power, and Knock Loose Headline. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that was the one that we went to. It was pretty good, but we saw him after the show and everything, and, and I just told him, I said, man, you know, Little Rock is uh, not the same as it was, and mm-hmm. I think it might be time for you to do a little revisit and see what it's all about, and I just... I just let him know the same thing I've been telling every major band that I get in contact with that I know we have history with here. Right. It's just about letting them know and getting them to give us a chance. A lot of people don't understand why bands don't come through here. There is so many different reasons why. Mainly money. Yeah. Mainly availability of venues. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck, we're down to... We have very small, limited options in Arkansas, but also I kind of like it because it doesn't make it. You'll never have that problem of oversaturation again. That's true. As long as you won't have so many more won't start up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're back in the day, we would have like a show at the village, show at Vino, show at Juanita's, and all of them would be heavy, or all of them would be indie, or all of them would be so much competition. Nobody was communicating, and that's one thing that really frustrated me back in the day. I did an interview with Sync Magazine, and I and one of the things I said in there, they asked me uh, what I would like to see happen in the music scene, and this is when I first got the job as head promoter at Vino's, mm-hmm. and my main thing I told them was like I would just really like everybody to work together. I would like there to be better communication. I would like people to not be so greedy and book over each other on purpose yeah. just to try to knock each other out. There was a lot there of competition was a lot of that. because there was nothing go. You know, it was hard. Yeah. And that time of struggle, yeah. they were they were hurting each other a lot, and it was if you don't work together, you're all gonna fail. You know what I mean? And yeah, because you're not wrong, man. There would be like four venues same night, yeah. all heavy, and nobody got a good draw. Like, who the fuck do we go to? You're you're splitting your you crowd can't up. Split a small state like this up. Yeah, you there's can't only- do that. 300,000 people in this yeah. entire area Especially, of like yeah. 100 square miles. Yeah, and yeah. you got Memphis, you got Tulsa, you got Dallas, you got Shreveport, exactly. you got all St. Louis, you got all this shit right here yeah. next. I mean, it ain't nothing for somebody to drive two hours. Nope. But if the same band's playing in Memphis and then playing in Little Rock and then playing in Dallas, they're not coming to Little Rock. Nope. There's no fucking way. Yeah, there's no reason for them to. Why would they? Yeah. I'd stay home. <laughs> I mean, I would too. I'd be like, I'm going to go see this and I'm going to go to my bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Fuck that shit. So, but yeah, I think that it just really, I think what a major thing that's changed recently that I really love about Arkansas is that people are working together. There's, everybody knows each other and there's not this competition thing going on. Mm -hmm. Like you have certain venues that do certain genres and you have certain venues that will not do those genres. 100%. And and you, it forces you to be pickier about what you put in, which kind of sucks because I get offered shows every day. I'm sure. Like I, even when I wasn't doing concerts, I was getting emails all the time for concerts. And even when I was in Colorado, I I can imagine that your contact is still in a thousand other bands phones. Like, Oh, you want Arkansas here? This, yeah, yeah. I I just got an email the other day from somebody I haven't done a show with in seven years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's important for that's so important. long. Yeah, that's important. You don't change your phone number. You don't change your email, guys, if you want to be a promoter ever. <laughs> yeah. Literally ever. Fletcher's had the same email, I think, for f- like 25 years. Since it started. Since email I'm was I'm not going to say it over the air because <laughs> it'll kick my ass. 
Hopefully he listens to this. I don't know. Oh, I'm going over there tonight. He'll listen tomorrow. You should you should have him you should ask him if he wants to be on I will. Here. Be badass. I will. Dude, if you want stories, he's got them. I know, man. That I guy know. ran the troubadour in fucking California, man. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was over that and he was over the new days. He was the promoter of Vino's the New Daisy at the same time. Damn. He was running. I was shit. giving him for some money for sure because I went to the New he Daisy. He managed Live and Sacrifice. He yeah. managed Zayo. Mm. Back in the heyday. That's a band I'd like to see again. Yeah. Boy, I'm friends with their agent. God, please. I'm already on it. <laughs> please. I got you. That was one of the... I, they played here so fucking much, but I went every time because I've it was that I've seen them good. literally in a gymnasium. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I live at Sacrifice awesome. Show with yeah. them. Project... Well, no, it wasn't. It was Spoken. No, okay. it was Spoken. Spoken. Uh, Living Sacrifice and Zayo and I think Mind Rage was probably on it because they played all those shows back then. That was one badass band, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. I, every time I see John LeComp, I beg him. I'm like, dude, Please. what up? Yeah. I know I'm 37, but <laughs> shit, you haven't played in Mind Rage in fucking 20 years, but let's do it. You know, get the band back together. Yeah, I think I bugged him about that on the line the other day too. I was like, yeah, let's do that. So, uh. Vino's and then you kind of were doing things change real quick after Vino's. Yeah. 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 That was my, I, I think I really needed that to happen to be able to handle downtown. Right. You know, um, when Vino's ended, I was working for the village for a small period of time mm-hmm. in which I was working the door and helping him manage, yep. you know, uh, bands, gear, whatever, right. staff, all that, just doing whatever I could to help. And then, uh, I got offered the downtown, uh, the building, venue. the venue, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever that was offered to me, and I mean that happened a couple of times where Alan Wells, the owner, approached me and said, "Hey, do you think that this would be something that you'd be interested in doing?" I mean, he had been in it for so long, and yeah. he had a kid and wife, and, and he was, you know, whatever. He's his choice to to walk away, which I understand completely. And he just really wanted it to not go away. You know, he yeah, wanted yeah, somebody to sure. keep it alive yeah. and. It was a it was a do or die situation for downtown. If I didn't buy it, it was likely not going to be open anymore in 2010. Yeah, I remember. I mean, that's yeah. literally it didn't have, you know, a future. Yeah, it was going to close up for sure. I think I had never mixed a drink in my life before I bought that bar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a all that's all feed in into the water type situation. I literally took the biggest leap of faith in my life mm-hmm. at that point, and that was. I left down. I left uh, Vino's in two thousand nine. Six months later, I bought downtown. Yep. Yep. And we're working at the village. All of us were working yeah, at the we village work- together. Yep. I was. Uh, I was. I think I was doing sound by then with Jabo. I was yep. doing his monitor mixes. Yep. Y'all were learning the learning, learning the all stuff. The, all, yeah. the, all the all the Lights other shit. Yeah. Yeah. And lighting and a lot of those guys still do it. Yeah. I, it really helped a lot of people get career paths. Because when when. When all that stuff went away and then the village goes away and it was like, well, I guess we can all go work for a production company because yeah, we had the best not? crew. We were all best friends. It was friends. on point. It was on point. We all worked the best. I mean, yeah. we, we worked every day, damn near. Even when there weren't shows, we'd be up there. Yeah. Testing shit, tuning shit. People don't yeah. realize how much it takes to keep a venue alive. Oh, It's I know. not just the yeah. owner. It's not just the bands. It is hard ass work. It's unreal. all the time, every yeah. day. It's still some of the hardest shit I've ever had to do. Yeah. And I do flooring for a living. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, hard. it's when you're on your 30th and 40th hour of straight work. I remember one night 
we worked a show for it was so it's Blake's Blake Sandifer's venue, yeah. the village. And we work a show and it's a it's a it's a a, a rave. And yeah. Haley's there and Sean's there. And I think you were there for a little bit, but then yeah. you left. And then we load up my trailer with the shit from the village. We mm-hmm. drive all the fucking way to Fayetteville. We unload everything, set it up at George's. The, what's yeah. the outdoor venue? George's. Yeah, yeah with the for the was chariot. Was it George's or, or was it... Uh, no, it was the outdoor venue. It was... Uh, what is that place called? Oh, it was in... Uh, oh, it was the up north. Oh, the... Oh, shit. What's the name of that town? No, I am wrong. It was more farther north. Uh, what show was it? Damn. It was, uh, it was the one that got all fucked up. Oh no, it's in a, well, I hate to say this, but it was, it's, it's the part of Arkansas where the KKK is from. Batesville? No, no, no. Greenbrier? No. Up at the tippity. (laughs) No offense to anybody from those places. No, no. (laughs) Listen, I'm brain farting, but then we did that show and that show was a fucking nightmare. And then we were, so we were literally up. I drove all through the night. What band was it that was on that show? It was either Saliva or, uh. It wasn't saliva. It was who's the band that thinks they're Nirvana? Wasn't I doing merch at that show? I was running the merch for Saliva at that show. It is the Saliva that show. That was a yes. shit show. Oh yeah, it was a fucking. That was with Aaron Hurley and James. Snyder. Yes, yeah, yes. I was that's there. that's when we met Nick. Yeah, we all drove up there yep. and took care of that show, and it was after just... the Village show, and in the morning oh, yeah. because it was a rave, so it went all night. I think I tried to suppress that from my memory. Oh my man. god, it was a nightmare. So anyway, what I'm saying is, is we were up a collective of forty some yeah, odd hours. We all were worked two shows in the same in that time and then drove back home yeah the only reason i left early from the rave was because i needed to be awake enough to drive Haley. yeah and me there yeah we weren't going to be able to make it that's right because i took sean and i think no carpooled yeah yeah we all carpooled that's right and then we left immediately after that show and drove back home yes we did oh that was scary as fuck Harrison, yeah, Harrison, Harrison, Arkansas, outdoor arena, outdoor uh, stadium. That's the one. Little tiny thing, but it was cool though. The show was good. There was a lot of people there, but it was not fun putting it on. No, it wasn't. No, it was the worst actually. (laughs) Yeah, they thought I stole a lot of merch that night. It was really fucking hilarious. That's right. They wanted us to pay them like thousands of dollars, and I was like, dude, I counted every one of those shirts a hundred times before I started. They made us. I never left yeah. that space on purpose. That's right. Oh, my God. People don't understand that stress <laughs> of shows either, do they? Yeah. Well, don't ever the... offer to do merch for a big band if you no. have never done it before. It is not a cakewalk. It sucks. Yeah. It's the worst. And you'll make nothing. No. I don't think I even got paid. Probably didn't. I don't think I did either. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I got think gas it... money and food. Yeah. I think I got a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think that was my payment. Sweet high five. Good job. So then all that shit comes to a halt, and then you move to Colorado. Oh my goodness. We're jumping pretty far. Uh yeah. Not too far, I don't think. I mean, you know, I had a little bit between there, you know. What what were we doing after that? Was it Juanita still? Uh no, I went to Rev Room after downtown. I was the general manager at Rev Room. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, everything was over after that. You know, I I really fought hard for downtown and 
Um, I'm really pretty proud of what I've accomplished there. and Some fucking best nights of my life in that yeah, fucking Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty incredible space. It's very sa- sad to go by it now and see what it, what's going on, but I'm just All happy the at least they're doing stuff. something. Yeah. yeah. Because for years there, it was very much a hard thing for me to see because it was Shut left down. in the same yeah. condition I left it's it. It's going to look really cool. I mean, you done. know, as long as they do something nice with it, you know, and the space is so, so it's great. It's going to be a hotel, right? I'm not sure. That's what they're doing, I do yeah, believe. Yeah, some kind of yeah. fancy, it fancy looks shit fancy. that I we, can't fucking afford. We snuck in and took a few pictures. I saw yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, snuck yeah. in and, yeah. and sent me some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I got the intel. It's going to look cool, I think. Yeah, I At think least from good. what the... Because everything's different. It's all mm-hmm. tore down in there, so you're kind of seeing oh, yeah, the new space, layout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand where downtown came from. It came from the space next door. A lot of people yep. think know of that space as the All American Chicken Wings place. <laughs> yeah. That was a lovely spot. I, I learned a lot in that space. A lot yeah, of what, the, how the to, and how not ones. to. Yeah, the smaller ones. I saw some of the most kick-ass bands in that smaller space of downtown. When the stage was in the back. Yeah, like yeah. it was at the stage was at the back door at the front door of the venue where the windows were and you had about four feet between the front door yeah. technically the front door and the, the back of the stage so if you look through the glass of the window you saw the back of the heads of the band yeah. so you got like this back view from there and you came in to the venue from the back door yep, from the back uh, door. the back alleyway uh-huh. super fucking sketchy sketchy as fuck <laughs> sketchy as fuck <laughs> but i loved it though because i like that shit it was so let me go sketchy. into the sketchiest place ever <coughs> i can't There's- tell you how many fucking times you'd walk back out that door and just be like uh, please don't get murdered yeah I'm i don't want to yeah. die today mm-hmm. or you'll sprint oh this, dude gone. i've ran yeah. to my car yeah <laughs> But it's okay, though, because, uh, you know, the shows that they put on there were legendary. I mean, those dudes, CT and Alan Wells, and I mean, there's so many to name. Yeah, they yeah. just really have always put their all into it. Yeah. I remember meeting CT when I was like 13. I just had him on here. It was. I love him. He was just story after story yeah. after story. It was, I He's was got like, him, fuck, dude. man. He's got him. He's he was sending there. me YouTube videos afterwards. Like, dude, this is what I was telling you about. I was like, fucking yeah. crazy. He's got it, dude. Yeah. I mean, people don't understand. It's um, These people have literally, people like CT has literally been involved in the music scene for decades mm-hmm. and has not wavered. At like all. since the fucking 80s has not wavered yeah. at all that's that's dedication he ain't getting paid massive so, money for that shit it's a lifetime he's just, it's yeah. a love and a passion yeah. and i met ct and i remember i was obsessed with wake and uh-huh. that was like my love back when i was a teenager i was into that doom and sludge mm-hmm. and i went and saw live and sacrifice a lot too so it was kind of like a mixture <laughs> but i found this uh i was a uh, think 13 or 14 and i found a stone statue of an angel on the side of the road in cabot where i lived and i painted it up all satanic like oh, with yeah. a cross on it <laughs> yeah. and i brought it to him as a gift for their stage and uh he i remember i sat there and i handed it to him we were set at vino's and he was like oh man this is the coolest thing you have ever got oh whatever and uh we started this conversation about god and satan and uh he, i said uh i think i said something like uh why do you like Satan so much? I was 13, okay? So mm. I asked something stupid like that. Like, why do you right. like Satan so much? He was like, oh, man, Satan just looks so much cooler. <laughs> and that was his answer, and I can never forget it. It was hilarious. That is pretty good. <laughs> I was like, true that. True yeah, that. I, I, sorry I glossed over the rev room days. I forgot about that. Oh, it's that. okay. Yeah, no, I thought everything was over after that. You know, when you go through such a loss, I mean, I, my biggest dream in my life was to own a venue. Right. And to yeah. have that 
not i mean that's like mine is to be a touring musician i get it it was really hard and i had a choice after that whether i was going to just move into a different path um like stop altogether you know i had thoughts of what i would do next and then you know the love for it and nobody would let me rest on it you know it it was like when it was over with the venue people were still approaching me about managing their band Mm -hmm. i was working with enchiridion i was working with uh, several other people at that time and it really just kept me involved you know they never let me not be involved right people always reached out and that kept my mind on it. And then Chris King and Suzanne over at uh, Sticky's offered me a door job, you know, just to get yeah. me, you know, busy doing something mm-hmm. so I could have some money. And shortly after that, it just kind of happened that where they had the position open up at Rev Room and I was approached about it and, you know, put in my, you know, interview for it. I had to do three interviews to get that job. And really, really. Yep. It was, a, it was a very intense. So it didn't just get handed to you. No, it did not. Okay. I had to prove myself. Okay. I had to, to convince them why it would be important for them to let me handle their room. It's a huge responsibility. It's a big room. It's a 600 capacity yeah, venue. It's a big venue. Two doors on either end of the freaking venue. Yeah. You gotta be diligent. And I had over 26 staff. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to really understand the logistics of running a show and a music venue of that magnitude to do it correctly. And so 100%. I just had to convince them that it was worth their time to let me do it. I mean, owning downtown's one thing, but running something like the Reverend's another different animal. That's a, yeah. It's much yeah. larger, much more complicated, a lot more money involved in bands, mm-hmm. bigger bands and stuff. So, but I got in there and I feel like I really did a great job there. I, I feel very confident that they feel I did as well. And <coughs> that made me feel good about everything. So I just kept, um, I kept going from there. You know, my passion never ended. Good. Oh. Yeah. I actually was going to, I should have asked you if I could tell this story. I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah, tell it. So, you know, the, my, my band, my hands to war, we uh-huh. broke up for a handful of years and uh, that calls back to that. We, we probably, if it had been cool, if we'd have had somebody in the middle kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we probably wouldn't have broke up. But, yeah. uh, so when we decided to come back, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're writing in secret, we're recording in secret, but then we're like, well, fuck man, we have to put together a show too. And I was trying to do it on my own. Cause you know, I know enough people, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it just wasn't fucking working. And then I guess word actually got around to you and you, you asked me, you were like, Hey, why haven't you asked me? I was like, well, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was just trying to do it by myself. Yeah. Like I wanted it to do it cheap because it, this is more about the faces than mm-hmm. the money. So I was going to take whatever the bands cut and take that off. And the venue gets all the money. Yeah. That was the original idea. And you were like, well, let's fucking, let's work together. Let's do this. And I was like, okay, cool. So we spent behind the scenes. We spent months planning that fucking yeah. thing. And then, you know, the sad shit happened and our guitar player passed away. Yeah. And we, we do the show anyway. And it's four fucking days later. And I just want to speak to the love thing that you like the idea that the venue was going to get all the money and you booked that show for us. And then at the end of the day, you, uh, you came up to me and you, you handed me this whole wad of money and you were yeah. like, uh, I don't want this anymore. You give this to, to Dustin's uh, yeah. parents. And I was like, Sam, I can't do that. I can't take, this is your money. You worked for this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody here has got to get paid or whatever. You're like, I already took their money out. I'm yeah, not taking anything. Through, yeah. Here you go. And I was just, I was fucking, look, I just got goosebumps. Aww, yeah. Friends. It was, it was. You do the right thing when it's the right thing to do. It was man. really fucking awesome. And like, just, I know more of the, was just like my ego getting in my way. Like I wasn't, I didn't ask anyone really. I had talked to, I think the only person I even remotely talked to was Pete. And I don't even think I'm the one that talked to him. 
but I was just like, man, I, I know I can do this. I know I can do this, but it had been years since I'd even booked a show yeah. and it was just kind of me being arrogant. It's all good, man. I just like to help <clears throat> my friends out and stuff. And really, I think coming down to that is, you know, I think I can't remember exactly how it all came together, but I do remember sitting down with you and talking to you about it at Sticky's mm-hmm. that one day. And I, it just felt like the right thing to do, get involved with that. I just really want to help you guys make a successful show. And that's still to this day, even with my Go For Gold show on Saturday, I'm not getting... You know, that's not about money right, for me. Right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, uh, what matters to me is the prosperity of everybody. Yeah. Well, that was just a weird circumstance. That it was, was never meant to moment. be a fucking goodbye show. It was it meant to be an, an awakening of it sorts. It wasn't, and I'm really sorry that happened at that time. I mean, in, in general, it's just it was a very hard time for everybody to deal with that. And I was so incredibly honored to be involved yeah. And for you guys to allow me to participate. And I was just so proud that everybody was able to do it yeah. and hold it together and honor their. I mean, y'all got a chance to honor your friend yeah. in a very special way that night. And then, and you also let us carry out our vision for what we. Because yeah. it was a two band bill. It should have never worked out as well as it did, really, on paper. It was a badass show. Oh, my God. There was it was a lot so of crazy. It was so crazy. Yeah. And you let us, like, I remember, I remember that conversation when. At the end of it, you were like, you know, I trust you guys. You've all, you guys have always gone above and beyond to mm-hmm. make things always like the next level yeah. crazy. Yeah. Cause I was telling you, I was like, I want to put a projector in. I want to do a do 3 a.m. I want to do a 3 p.m. Yes. load in, like all this crazy Hell shit. Hell yeah. And you were like, yes, 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 yes. And yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> I love it. So Let's do pull- a show, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Yeah. So then I pulled all my production connections. I'm like, all my favors. I'm calling them the fuck yeah. in. <laughs> it was great. It really it turned out well. Night. <laughs> it really did turn out well, you know, and, and yeah, it might cost some money here and there and whatnot, but you know, in the end that was, that was worth it. It was so fucking it was cool. Worth it. it was. Yeah. Okay. So no, no sad shit. So okay. then it's okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but I did, did give me goosebumps. No, it's that okay, man. I understand. Time. It is a very important part of mine in your history too. Yeah. You know, that's something that did happen. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so then, so now, so you were at the rev room yeah. and you were, you make head booking there at the rev room. Well, uh, I wasn't booking anything. I wasn't head booking there. I was just the general manager. The general manager. Yeah, sorry. I did shows there. Sorry. I was allowed to put yeah. shows into there and stickies and stuff. That was part of my agreement with them is that I would have the ability to book concerts with them. Right. But I never was the promoter at the place. I always stayed independent. Right. And that's when I really, I started Drastic Measures Productions over 15 years ago. Wow. And I have never put everything I have into it mm-hmm. because I've always worked for other people right. at venues and, you know, head promoter at certain places. But when I had the opportunity now to focus on that solely as my independent company, mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different thing. Like it's going to be what I've always envisioned it to be. And at Rev Room, they allowed me to do the independent shows underneath my drastic mm-hmm. measures name. So they helped me kind of start that vision in the right direction. Give you a platform to, yeah, it gave me on. the ability yeah. to try and fail and, you know, go yeah, without any severe consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so I'm yeah. forever grateful for that. Cause it really jump started my passion for having my own thing. production company. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking awesome. So that's where we are now. I mean, I went to Colorado yeah. and we mm-hmm. got into the marijuana industry and which is awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend, Alex, he, uh, had a dream. And when we started uh, seeing each other, he just kind of, 
encouraged me to do something drastic and change. And I needed some needed shake, sometimes, yeah. I needed to shake my life up a right. little bit and see what else, else was out there. And I mean, two years in a different state and meeting some incredible people and learning things I never thought I would be able to learn. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. The marijuana industry is unbelievable. Oh yeah. It is un. It will shock the shit out of you to walk into a room of 2000 plants and I you'll bet. just be like, what is going <laughs> Look on? Like something out of a fucking movie. Where are the feds? I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go to prison. It scares you for it a minute. It still feels then, illegal in here. <laughs> and when you relax and you realize you're not going to go to prison right, yeah. <laughs> and you're not in some cartel <laughs> underground operation, you're in a building that you just walked in the th- front door. Right. You could smell it a mile away. If you mm. go down I-70, in color in denver colorado it is a big old bowl of weed like <laughs> the so, marijuana mile yeah there's so i mean literally that's the best name i've ever heard for it because it's accurate yeah. literally on hot days it smells like skunk weed like bad because everybody it's not harv- a bad thing well i mean it's like you know they're on schedules there they harvest right. certain times and and all of just like I mean, it's farm. just so saturated yeah. with grows in that area and it's just amazing it really is. We've met so many great people. And yeah. I did a show up there. And I kind of tried to get my feet wet there. I was going to work for a company called Soda Jerk Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was it Soda Jerk? Yeah, Soda yeah, Jerk. Soda Jerk um, yeah. And I actually got to have an interview with the owner. And that was like one of the best things I've ever done, even though I was not able to secure a position because they have so many employees. Right. And he actually without I didn't know this at the time, but he was in the process of trying to retire. Oh. So he actually has sold all of his company to Live Nation. Oh. So he didn't have a spot for me. But the fact that I was able to go to another state and have a face to face personal conversation and interview with the owner of such a magnificent fucking company. They are huge out there. Yeah. He was putting on all the great shows. Oh yeah. He owned like four venues and he was doing festivals and stuff. And I mean, dude really knew it. He was the top dog. You know what I mean? And to be able to have somebody actually give me the time of day like that made me feel very good about myself. And it gave me a little bit of a confidence boost to really reach out and try to do my own thing because it's like if somebody's gonna give me the time of day just simply because of my experience maybe i do have something 100 100 fucking that's insane it's like when we get the chance to play with a bigger band and they're like dude that was fucking awesome it makes you feel good it's like shit yeah dude because that's what you're reaching for ultimately in this career path I would like to be well, everybody lifting where he up is. everybody. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a funny moment whenever he asked me what kind of job position I wanted with him. And I just looked at him and I said, I want to work as close to you as possible. Period. Yeah. I want to be next However to him. However that starts. Yeah. yeah. I want to be next to you. I want to learn from you. I want to do what you do. And, and that's really what it has to be. You have to, uh, everybody doesn't understand how you learn things in the music industry and that's all it is you just have to really just put yourself out there <laughs> you really do that's all it is yeah. that's it, it, you want it it's that simple yeah, go you just go have start to ask questions yep. and learn listen and learn be open to to some bullshit be open to yeah. uh criticism of yeah. how you're doing stuff absolutely don't think you're gonna nail it no you're you gonna, know nope you won't i still fuck up i fuck up a lot 20 20 years this year oh yeah. god <laughs> fucking up is my middle name <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how I feel sometimes. But anyway, so, you know, I did this little metal show at this place in Colorado Springs where I was living. And I met this uh, really cool guy, Brian, and he was running a place called uh, the Triple Nickel. 
Yeah. And it was a cool little... Like, you posted 50, about like that. 50, yeah. yeah. Like, I did a band, uh, Infernal Coil. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring a band from here called No Remorse. Yeah, No Remorse. And they didn't really work out to come out for that run. So we just did a local show. I did some uh, local bands out there. Our friend's band, uh, who played it? Chain of Torment and Remain and Sustain are two bands from Colorado Springs okay. that you guys really need to check out. Okay. They're super awesome. They got an incredible scene in Colorado, by the way. I believe I that. I mean, we yeah. got welcomed with open arms out there. We have an incredible it, friend base out there, too. In the music scene yes, out there? Yes, absolutely, yeah. That's cool. And they and they have a black they have this place called the Black Sheep and it reminds me so much of downtown it's ridiculous. You posted a picture of it, didn't you? I think I, I did. I, it has I a wraparound bar th- yes. and a weird little setup. It looks almost like if downtown didn't have that second little weird, that, that weird space nook. to the yeah, side yeah. and it was completely open and pushed back bigger. It would be it. I thought the same thing when you posted those pictures. It would be like, it. And it like blew downtown. me away to walk. You know how, what a mind fuck that was to walk in there bet, and do my I interview? Bet. You leave from <laughs> one space where your thing was and you yeah. get to the new spot and you're like, what the hell? Well, I walked in there to do my interview with the owner and it was almost like I was, it was just weird. It was crazy to walk into that space and it just had the same feel and the people that worked there had the same mindset and it was just incredible. And I knew that it was a really great place to see pl- people play and, and we've seen several shows there and just really enjoyed it. But it just is such a big place. And there's already so many people involved. Yeah. That it was always hard to get your foot in the door. I could see that. Yeah. There's always shows going on. And I mean, yeah. Colorado is completely. It's a big ass place. And it's exploding. Yeah. I mean, still. We sit here and talk about how we can't do shows on the same night because we don't have the capacity to do that. Yeah. They could do like 10 shows on the same night and everyone would be sold out. Right. You know, right. Well, it's all about the mind. volume. It's it, the same. My, it makes me mad, man. Yeah, it's like when you go down to Dallas and you're like, there's n- there's nine venues on this street and they're all Ugh, full. You know, lucky. it's like, well, there's six million people that live there. They have no idea how lucky they are having that. Though. They're probably a little lost on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. unless they travel, then they would know. But yeah, I could speak from experience <laughs> out there that the people that live there, they really enjoy their music scene. But I don't think they understand the struggle of that I think, part of, of yeah. not having that that ability to um to provide that for your right. for your people and your I think that's opening up here too though a lot i think the 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 people who are moving to the state not necessarily the people that have been here but also the people that are here too they're uh they're wanting a culture a nightlife yeah, something that's not just something. a bar with some boompa, yeah, boompa, boompa, it's, boompa. It's tired. you know they want an experience whether it's heavy or country or, yeah. or pop, pop not whatever everybody wants to go and just get drunk no you know, a lot of people want something substantial to hold on to and you know there is a lot of people i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say names or give out secrets because i've you know i'm not i'm not that type of person but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about Right, and there's a lot of moves being made that I feel like is really going to benefit the the local area as far as venues go and bands go. Yeah, so I'm really confident that, I mean, me personally, I've I have at least five or six business meetings lined up in the next month. Badass, and that's not just small stuff. That's like we're really trying to do something amazing for the city and for the state, and I want to be a part of it. Hell I want, yeah! I want to do that for everybody, and I want to do it for myself too, because I want to. I want yeah. to have a career path. Of course, you know? of course. <laughs> but so, uh, but yeah, uh, it's very exciting times. You're out there. You're doing the the marijuana yeah. and the learning all the crops and stuff, uh-huh. and then we pass medical marijuana here in Arkansas. Was that was that uh, the first like, hey, maybe there's a there's a chance to go back home, or what was the? Well, I mean, it was a it was a really awesome and crazy set of circumstances how it came about. We worked for um, 
hemp temps out there in Colorado, mm-hmm. and it was a temp agency. And so we got sent all over Pueblo, Colorado Springs, Denver, Aurora. We went to anywhere there was a location that needed a temp right. hired. So they would send crews out to different places. Well, in that process, they can request you back. If you go to a place and they say, this person did really well, we want them to be able to come back whenever we need a temp, put them on the list. So you could get special requested or you could special request to go back to a place. Like, you know, so they would have yeah. like preferred, you would get preferred treatment. That's you know awesome. What I mean? So me and him, I mean, I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to tell you, we kicked ass. Kicked ass, We went yeah. in there and we fucking rocked that shit. <laughs> Good. Dude, we did great Killing in the marijuana it. industry out there. And we made so many connections and so many friends. And it really just comes down to having a good attitude and sure. really knowing how to have a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a real tediously hard job unless you're at a really shit ass place, which there are those. <laughs> But well, that's everything. The yeah. place that we're getting hired at out here, uh, they are called Super Farms Some out there. Pine Bluff. Well, the place in Denver is called Super Farms. The place out here is called Natural State Medicinals, and okay. it's in Whitehall. Whitehall. Okay. But Super Farms, I'm telling you, is one of the best wholesale <laughs> growers in the state of Colorado. Really, their product, and they're coming here. Huh? They have it so meticulously figured out to where. There is absolutely no impurities. There's no bugs. There's no mold. All these problems that people are having in the industry. Yes, they take care and consideration. The owner of the actual company, she has, I can't remember what a family, it's either her son or her nephew, Mm -hmm. has epilepsy. Okay. And that is the reason why she started the company to begin with, which I could connect with on an emotional level because my nephew has epilepsy. He's had 28 brain surgeries. Jesus. And we have had to illegally get him product for years because nobody would help anybody like him out. And it pisses you off. At least it's turn in the right way yeah it makes you mad to think about the fact that there's children out there that have to suffer through 500 seizures a day because some conservative asshole doesn't want somebody to smoke the devil's lettuce i feel you get the hell out of here motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) don't smoke it if you don't want to but let the kid with epilepsy have it yeah for sure shut the fuck up so i just i wanted to be and i want to be an advocate for it because of that reason alone and when we were out there they just really liked us at that location and we they just continued to bring us back and bring us back and bring us back. For like a year, we worked there off and on as a temp. Just going in and helping them. Hell yeah. And we just really connected with their whole entire crew out there. Became mm-hmm. family with their, you know, people. Sure. And they their workers would start talking to their general manager about, oh, Sam and Alex are really good workers. They're doing great. They're kicking ass. Da, da, da. Okay. And they started getting interested in us. Well, the owner approached us one day when we were working there and said, hey, what would you think about going back to Arkansas? And I oh. said, well, I mean, you know, if the opportunity's right. Sure. And it makes sense because I have a whole crap load of stuff and a family to move back. Then <laughs> yeah. you make it worth it to me. And it was about seven months ago. So we were almost okay. six, around seven or six months before our lease was up at our house that we were in. Mm-hmm. And so I told him that I said, you know, it'll be about June before we can leave to go back to Arkansas if you decide to offer us a job. And that was all in one day. I told him that. And so he said, okay. And then he left the room and then he came back and he said, I need you to fill out an application. And I was like, okay, is it going to be worth it for me? And he was like, I need you to fill out an application. Out Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just put the application <laughs> yeah. in. So, yeah. so we just started that. And our good friend, Marcus, who works for Super Farms, he was kind of our in-between <clears throat> guy. And we just, for seven months, patiently working with them and trying to figure out timing 
jobs if it's going to happen if it's not going to happen if we would afford or that you know right like the logistics of it and finally um they started hard they started finally after arkansas decided they get their ass off the fucking ground and do it when oklahoma started selling weed they were like oh well we better probably fucking do it because now we look like dumbasses how are you gonna have weed legalizing within x y and z amount like less than six months they had marijuana on the on the ballot yeah uh selling them at fucking oklahoma and here Mm. arkansas three or so years later can't even get their shit on the shelves well they shanghaied it for sure yeah they just they they got pumped up and finally got it going because other people were doing right and they got criticized for it um and they finally started planting some seeds and and doing what they need to do to get some plants going and that's when they were like okay guys like we're really going to offer you a position and so we were anticipating for months, like not knowing what the hell was going to go on. Right. And it just happened so quick. Like literally they called us on a Friday four weeks ago Holy and shit. said, we want you there tomorrow. And I said, well, shit, you didn't even tell me I got a job yet until just now. Like how the hell are we going to get home, bud? You know, like what are you no, going to do? So we, we worked with them to, to work it out to where we could get back here as quick as possible. And it took us, Literally like three and a half weeks to get here. Have you pulled it together? Ugh, barely, dude. I'm saying. Nightmare. I'm saying. It was the most stressful thing I've ever been through in my life, but I'm home now, so I'm happy. I literally can't even imagine all the Breath of fresh air to be home. But yeah, so we we got to offer the position and and we just couldn't pass it up. And and bringing uh, bringing us back home was like... Did it feel know, cool, like getting in the state line and just being like, "Shit, man!" Like I felt we're home. Really delirious. I'm gonna be real. Well, well you had a long <laughs> trip here. It was so, horrible. Yeah. U-Haul's a motherfucker. Yes, they are. <laughs> they gave us the shittiest truck they possibly could think of giving us, like a 1992 Ford bullshit ass. Yeah. <laughs> it broke. It broke. <laughs> it broke down two and a half hours into our trip of a twenty hour. Oh, it trip? was supposed to be only thirteen. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. It turned into a 22-hour trip because we could go. We couldn't take the car over 60 miles an hour or the truck over 60 miles. And it was guzzling like every 160 miles a tank. Tank, yeah. That's stupid. Old. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a really hard drive. And I've been like sleep deprived for five (coughs) days. I think I've slept like five hours. Shit. So, um Anyway, so yeah, we we got we got that job offer, and and I've been wanting to do music again. I've been having the fire and the passion to do it again, and decided I'd get serious about it. So I already had shows booked before they offered us the job. Right. So it just so happened we we decided to come back this week because I wanted to be back before my concerts. Oh, okay. So that's why we decided that, was... that this would be our basis for our timeline. Okay. Which we barely made it. <laughs> but you made it. Nine in the morning yeah. on the day of my first Shit. show. But we got here. Did you sleep at all that day? No, I didn't. Oh, Sam. No, I had Damn. been up. By the time I got done with that show, I had been up for four days You're straight. You're a machine girl. I don't <laughs> feel like fuck. it. I feel old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But so we did it. And we had an incredible show Saturday. Like, my homecoming show with Boba Flex and Dark Sky Choir, which, I mean... I really want to do shows that aren't just heavy. Yeah, sure. I want to showcase really good bands and really cool stuff that nobody else is doing. You know what I mean? Of all genres. I'll do everything. That's my favorite thing right now that's been going on. I mean, even before you got here is this new mixed genre bills. They're the best. I've always liked it. My show Saturday was extremely mixed genre. And what's funny about it is... 
as the singer from Dark Sky Choir. They're kind of like this really cool modern 80s metal band. Okay. Fucking great, dude. They blew me away. They were phenomenal. 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 I'm not even fucking lying. I have been been a long time. Well, I think a lot, and I'm not talking about you in particular, but I think a lot of people don't take chances. Oh, it wasn't chances. I've been not, not you. I'm talking uh, just in general. Like, you know, when the band comes through the scene and you don't know who they are, go see them. Yeah. Take a chance. I mean, don't, don't just test your information off of a YouTube video. Go to the venue, try it out, do something new. I can't tell you how many times my mind's been changed by the, the live show. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what happened Saturday for me. I booked the show, not really being a huge fan. Okay. You know, I didn't just from recordings. Yeah. The band Boba flex. I've, I don't know. I'm not talking bad about them, but I think that their stuff online, their YouTube, their, their live recordings do not do them justice. Mm. They do a Pink Floyd cover and the live record or the, the recording of it that they did for their album is okay. Yeah. When they did that shit live on Saturday, Mm. I teared up. Really? It was incredible. It was that good, huh? It was incredible. Shit. It was perfection. I'm not lying. <clears throat> they had lights. They had all the production. They brought it on a small, like they did it a small scale, but it looked like an arena show. It was no, so yeah, cool. I saw they had their own guy with the boards. Yeah, they and had the, two, I was two like, sound shit, engineers. It looks like an old style show, man. It was great. It was very entertaining. It was a mixed genre show. We had... Uh, Exit from Dark, which is kind of like a melodic rock band. I can't mm-hmm. really just really good vocal harmonies and stuff. And they're just now kind of getting kicked up in town. And I really liked them a lot. And then this band Illusionaut played. And they're from Hot Springs. Oh, yeah. They were on the Arkansas Times showcase. They were a finalist. Okay. And I was like, man, you know, those are good friends of mine. I go way back with Jerry Cordova, who's in that band. Yeah. 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 You know who Jerry is. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, yeah. you know, and Ryan Cook, who's a fucking badass tattoo artist. Yes. Does he own uh, Lucky Bella? I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And him, he, uh, he's a singer. So anyways, we, uh, we did that show with them and I was seriously blown away by them too. They're extremely unique, not like anything else anybody in town's doing and very progressive. And I liked them a lot too, but it wasn't heavy. It wasn't anything too you know, out there. So the singer from dark sky choir, he came up to me while they were playing. He was like, I, I are you sure these people are going to like us? Like, uh, I think we're going to scare some people. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> Arkansas loves mixed genre shows. Yeah, man. Little rock is the place to come because nobody wants to fucking see the same band four times in one night. <laughs> That's the hard part for me, man. It's like when the first band starts, they play their first song. You just saw the whole show. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear the same band four times. Nah. Don't do that to me. Yeah, I don't like so that. So my shows, I try my best when I plan them is to look at it from a perspective of entertainment. Yeah. Not just a perspective of genre, but how is this going to be entertaining to yeah. somebody who's paying $10? I want somebody to come in, pay $10 and leave very happy. I had a guy come up to me at the end of that show and I have a video of him. It's hilarious. He came to me, he goes, Cause I, I kind of like did deals that night and was like, Oh, you don't have the $15. I'll let you in for five. Just kind of okay. trying to get people yeah, just in get there. People in the door, you know, yeah. uh, we ran some specials for veterans and stuff like that night too. But he came in, he spent $5 for the show and he came to me at the end of the night and he was like, that was the best $5 I spent in my whole motherfucking goddamn life. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. I want everybody to say that when they leave a show. Yeah. That's my goal. I want them to leave changed. And that night, honestly, there was so many people there that would have never stepped in that room 
Yeah. If it hadn't been either for one of their friends bringing them. Mm-hmm. I had a guy literally walk in and go, and then he turned around. And he goes, oh, it's not really my style. And I was like, when in your life have you taken a chance? Turn the fuck around. Give me $5 and go inside and watch it. I promise you it's going to be good. He was that guy's friend. And they both were just blown away. Fuck they yeah. never, they just weren't even interested at all. And I was like, dude, get over here. It's a Saturday night. <laughs> get your ass in here and watch the live music. <clears throat> Well, your, your ability to just say whatever kind of probably helps too. I don't care. Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey man, it's the truth though. Yeah. You hey, know? I like it. Why turn around when you're already here? Just come in. Yeah, you already yourself. came. You already came all the yeah, fucking way you're here. Standing here. Right. It's just, you know, those decisions that people make will make or break a show. I mean, if, if people just take a chance on bands that they don't know, then maybe they might find something they like. I'm trying to be better at that. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the kind of more, uh, we're fickle. Uh, you're now. like shit, man. Another thing to do. It's been real hard for me to like wrap my head around listening to music in general outside of shows. But since I had a break from the live entertainment, it's been easier. It's been easier. Yeah. I had a long time where I was pretty jaded. Of course. Yeah. I've had my ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it was a time period where I was doing like five shows a week, four four bands on a show per at downtown. And then I went immediately to Rev Room and we were doing like five or six days a week. consistently almost for three years and so my ears i can't hear shit (laughs) i wish i had listened in more air protection back in the day but that didn't work fuck it it'll just make being old funner i guess (laughs) at least i won't have to hear people's bullshit (laughs) that's my goal yeah complete uh, deafness yeah so the show saturday it was my first show with drastic measures back in almost a year i didn't stop when i went there i did crowbar Mm -hmm. i've done goat war i did a couple other shows here and there while i was in colorado here um so i was trying to do shows in both places at the same time but that didn't really work out in colorado springs just because of the oversaturation yeah so coming back here i was like okay i know i can do it i know i can put shows in i know i can get consistency here so i just started putting that together and and coming home to a show like that was just incredible it was it was really great and then <sighs> getting to do the show saturday yeah. with for gold yeah. which we will come back now to this yep is going to be so much fun. I'm I can't so wait. fucking excited. It's going to be incredible. This is as exciting as the rebuild the stage show. Like yes, I mean it's going to be so much fun. Electrifying. I can't wait to cry my eyes out when everybody's seeing Smile More with them. Yeah, because you know it's going to happen. Yeah, Invincible, Invincible Smile More. Yeah. God, I will cry. Spencer sent me that album like months ago, so yeah, I've gotten yeah, yeah. to listen to the whole thing a hundred million times and. We would sit there and pump all the Arkansas bands to every. We would be able to listen to music in the trim rooms and stuff like that mm-hmm. when we were working in the marijuana For industry. Sure. And I can't tell you how many people know about Go for Gold in, in Denver, Colorado. It's awesome. And Census and Wake and Paul Bear and everybody else. Like we would just, hey, these these people are from Arkansas. Check them out. Like we have an like we pumped Arkansas up so much in while we were out there. You know, uh, it was really great. But go for gold. They really touch people in a way. I think that is special. It's not every day that this type of thing comes around. No, and you can see it. I told him straight up months ago, back in January. I told Spencer. I said I have to do your CD really show. Yeah, I, I was I was at their first show by happenstance. They borrowed yeah. my light rig. 
And I was just like, man, I don't even know who the fuck this is. I was being old about it. I don't even know who the bitty. fuck this is. <laughs> like, I, I've never met these people. Kurt yeah. uh, Lunsford's the one that was like, hey, can they use yeah. your lights and can you bring them? And I was like, man, fuck, I guess. Yeah, okay. And I was like, sure. he was like, what do you want to do it for? I was like, I want a pizza and two tickets. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. So I got my pizza. I didn't even need the second ticket. And then, uh, I, the uh, you know, it was sold out. Yeah. The first fucking show. And uh, it was, I was like, oh, shit. This, yeah. they're gonna wait a minute <laughs> yep oops maybe i shouldn't be such a the artist in, the artist in me is waking up hold yeah. on let me shrug off the dust here <laughs> yeah yeah let's listen and pay attention yeah they're definitely one to listen and pay attention to you that's what i keep saying they are they're the new thing i i really believe they're like just getting warmed up oh yeah i think they've played it's like incredible. six fucking shows and they're all like these I have no idea it's just crazy it's wild it is it's fucking wild yeah we went on the edge this morning me and spencer i heard yeah How'd yeah. it go? It went really fun. Like I, I, uh, I've been like a zombie. So I finally got to sleep last night. And I overslept past my alarm. Oops. Got up at seven ten, and we had to be at seven fifty five at the edge from Cabot. Oh, so, shit. but luckily I've been driving in Denver for a while. So <laughs> I drive like 90 miles an hour. Cause if you don't drive 90 in Denver, you get yeah. your ass run over. Uh-huh. <laughs> the speed like limit is 75 there. Yeah. It's scary. You know, it actually passed here. They just never posted the signs. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So until they post good. the sign, they can't well yeah, yeah everyone's gonna die yeah yeah so I, I was like you know i got there uh at like 8 17 and patrick came outside and he was like we have three minutes before we're hot so we like ran down the hallway oh, and i was like out of breath sitting there and we finally did the interview and it was great you know i love patrick i uh he likes to tell everybody i'm the first one to give him his, his first comedy show oh I really did his first comedy show at vino's oh, i shit. helped him organize it and i helped him set up the seating arrangement and, <coughs> and helped him promote it and stuff like that and and that's where our connection comes from that's awesome yeah i didn't know that Yeah, angry patrick yeah um i love that guy and and every time i've ever asked you know anything of him he's just been there and he loves knowing what the hell's going on so i was like dude i got this band go for gold i'm coming back into town I have things going on. This band, you really need to pay attention to. And I'd like to showcase them in some way. And he was like, well, y'all come into the studio and let's talk about what you got going on and we'll pump that show. And so he, they welcomed us in. And that was a short little interview, but man, we pumped in the information. And I hope some people that don't know about the show heard it. And, sure. and I hope some people take some chances because, I mean, the lineup is incredible for that show. Right. Couch jackets are amazing like i remember seeing couch jackets at reverend when i was the gm there and i was just like who and that was our comeback show that was the show that Mm -hmm. was the show yep Yep. oh my god they blew me away they were so good and so unique Mm -hmm. and they're so sweet yeah i love them well brendan and his and his and john lennon glasses i love yeah. him they're so awesome and that commercial they've done for the concert i have showed so store. many yeah, people that funny. commercial i can't get over i watch it every day just laugh my ass off and then the one y'all did and the, the bomb cat, the and the cat yeah. flyer you know what really makes me happy about that show is the promote the side i'm on is the promoter side so the thing that makes me the happiest about that is just the effort and the creativity that everybody has put into making it a success yeah, we've, we've all kept it very interesting. Yeah, something new. Yeah, trying to. There's actually a in my phone. There's all the bands are in a thing, yeah. Yeah. and so there's just like every day. Yeah, there's just people sending memes, and then somebody oh, yeah. will post one like that goofy ass one of Justin's face. Yeah, I love the it. Day, the camaraderie is where amazing. The, where all the band names are misspelled and shit. It's <laughs> oh, hilarious. I love it. 
I and love pa- it. And past comforts on the bill too. Oh, they're incredible too. I haven't <clears> got <throat> the chance to see them live. You haven't I've yet? seen live video. It's fun. But it's not the same. I know it's not the same. So I can't wait yeah. to see them in front of me. Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah. They're fun. And they've, I mean, everybody's just put their all into it. And you guys, I haven't seen you guys play since we did that show together. Uh, well, I can tell you this. I, I posted about it earlier. Uh, they're actually out there practicing right now. Oh, I um, hear them. Yeah. Uh, I this thought is it was thundering. La- no, this is our last practice before the big show. Oh, uh, no, crunch we, time. We have new songs we're playing. Two of them. I love it. Uh, we're currently writing our next album. Okay. Uh, it'll be out at the end of this year. Nice. Uh, but that actually is what I posted about today. It's like this has been, it's been two, over two years since we played Rev Room. And the, yeah. the, the last time we did, we were back, but it was with this horrendous weight on our shoulders. It's time to do it so for it's happy like, reasons. It's, it's time to be happy about it. And then yeah. uh, I was, I had a long conversation with our new guitar player. And I was like, you know, for the first time in a long, long time, it's the first time this band's whole again. And we're, we're fucking happier than we've ever been. We're better than we've ever been. And we're, we're giving it more than we ever have. That makes me feel good yeah. to hear. It's been, it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. It's been fucking crazy. I know it has. And you guys have always been very diligent and worked very hard. Try and to. I've always respected the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. We try. It's yeah. sometimes it gets <laughs> to be too much. Cause when you're, when you're not paying attention and you lose sight of what, why you, why you started doing and all you're focusing on is the, yeah. the next move. Yeah. You can, you can fuck yourself up. But this yeah. time, we we promised ourselves this time we wouldn't do that shit. So good, and it's been it's been we've had a couple of hiccups, but I'll say this time around versus last time around, yeah. light years. Yeah, you live, yeah. you learn, you grow. You know, yeah, 100%. you really do. Um, We're all much older now. We're all in our thirties. So almost. much older. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the oldest, dude. I'll be thirty eight <laughs> this year. So what the cr- fuck is going on? I just turned thirty five a few weeks ago. I feel like I'm still twenty something though. So that's right? good. Yeah, yeah. It's the mental age that counts. Just my body's like, nah, bitch. Yeah, you ain't twenty five. Yeah. You thirty eight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want to think you're twenty five? Here's the next morning <laughs> when you sound like a bowl of rice krispie treats getting <laughs> up. It's up, always yep. a reminder <laughs> that snap, crackle, pop will, yeah. will snap you right out of that twenty year old. Uh, these are straight up machine guns now. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to do a series of stretching and popping to see it going. You know? I literally, if I don't bend down and touch my toes in the morning, I can't fucking walk. Yeah, I started doing yoga after I lost downtown, and it yeah. really changed my life. I'll say that. Meditation and yoga is a life changer. They really are. I stretch. I don't do the the meditation as much as yeah. I should. For me, meditation is a drum kit or yeah. driving in my car with my headphones in, like listening to like a podcast or yeah. a good song. I just you find your way I mean yeah, it doesn't yeah. have a mold you know when you tell people that you you stuff like I preach to people meditation and yoga I have never been to a yoga class in my life I do my own version you sure. know what my version is there's enough shit out there heavy metal <laughs> my bong in front of me full of weed <laughs> yeah that's how I do it hell yeah <laughs> do a series of deep stretching and breathing and then I'm good you know so we got this awesome fucking show and then the headliner go yeah. for gold uh, which everybody clearly probably knows about. They better. Um, They're fucking under a rock if they don't at this point. Right, yeah, at this point. I mean, we've had seems... like, what, three music videos released in the last couple of months? Yeah, or, three or, music no, videos. No, two music videos and three songs total. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah. wasn't a music video for the other one. Yeah. That's right. This is this album. I know that a lot of people haven't heard this album, but I'm going to tell you, I've had like months to listen to it. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Right. It is one of the best albums I've heard come out of Arkansas. Period. It's uh period. 
it's it's good placement too. The arrangement's good. Yes. The the quality's there. Absolutely. Uh, I even I even got to hear a B side the other day, which was fun. Wow. Uh, Spencer, what the fuck? Man, Where I'll, am I I'll at? show you. I saw my okay, phone. Okay, thank I'll you. I'll show you. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked it, and I was like, yeah. dude, why that? Why did this not make the cut? And he was like, eh, you know, just wasn't feeling it. And I was like, okay, I respect. I that. mean, you it's know, cool you have though. to make your decision. I was like, you should save it for the next one. Yeah, it's a do good a song. special release with that. Like uh, that's what I yeah that's what I keep yeah. telling. Uh, Lame Johnny's gonna do that. We have another song. Oh, I should probably say that. Yeah, we're not promoting it. Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, <laughs> sh- sh- shut up, idiot. Tell me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so now we're on to we know what's coming Saturday. Okay. Yes, let's get to the what's next Woo! for Sam. Guess what I'm doing? Crazy Town. I saw that. I got that <laughs> offer, and I had I laughed for three days straight. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna laughing, fucking like, lie. Crazy Town. Whatever, man. I, you know what I said? I said let's. I literally was like Crazy oh, Town. I looked at the email. I was like Crazy Town. Fucking crazy town. Crazy town. And then I was like, crazy town. Yeah, okay. Sure well, well, fuck it. Why not? When I, is it again? June 26th okay. at the Rev Room. It's with, this is what threw me. And I know you're old enough to know who Spoken is. Oh, yeah. They're on it. I know. I saw What the That's fuck crazy. is that about? That's crazy in itself. That they're, they're on crazy tour. Because this is a tour, correct? Yes. Because they're on tour right now. Right? Yeah, th- yeah. This this is what's going on. They, what's been happening a lot with bands and even like bands like Sepultura, or not Sepultura, but uh, Max Cavalera and his brother when they when I did that Return to Roots tour mm-hmm. with them they had already done like a whole leg of tours but what is going on is a bunch of agents what they'll do is they'll put bands out for a small period of time like a month or so and they'll see how it is going okay and if it, it looks like the tickets are selling they'll start planning even more. an extension okay that happens a lot lately you actually are seeing more of that yeah bands Slayer adding- did it yeah. How many farewell tours did they do in a row? Shit. I mean, literally one after another. Yeah. Yeah. Return to Roots has done like six legs of that tour overseas. They did three mm. times they did around the United States. Wow. Yeah. And then they started doing Nell Bomb and then some other things that they have associated with, you know. So now They're doing the Rise from the Rise tour now. But anyways, yeah, so Crazy Town's doing kind of the same thing. Okay. They had like um, two months of touring booked mm-hmm. already, and I guess it's going so well for them. Just keep going. They decided to do another leg, so okay. they've just added on to it. Why not? Yeah, because if you look at the tour dates, it's weird. Like, they're co- they come they near here. They keep bouncing here. back around. Yeah, it's yeah. like crazy. Crazy Town's getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kept, like, when I was going to announce the show, we were coming up with, like, the funniest things we could say, and I was trying to figure out how to say it in a funny way, but give hints, but not give it away. So we were like, uh, going to get crazy in, t- like, going to get crazy in town, uh, might give you some butterflies, you know, like, oh, I was trying yeah. to come up with, like, the funniest <laughs> shit you could imagine to announce it, and I just was like, I better not. Yeah, just just <laughs> just be serious about yeah. it. But no, honestly, you know, the band themselves are all doing really well. I mean, the singer had his issues and, sure. and with drugs and you know, that's a industry's really saturated with that kind of problem anyways, but they're doing yeah. really well and their tours going really well and I think that it's something that's nostalgic. And yeah. it could be really fun to go and experience and they put on a hell of a live show. I've heard that. 
Yeah, so I've never I think seen it'll them, be but I have fun. heard that. Yeah, it's cheap enough to where people can come and enjoy it and check it out, you know, and not feel like they're just spending a lot of money getting you know? railroaded. Yeah, yeah. And then Spoken's on it, and I figured a lot of people in our music. I'd probably be there for that. Yeah, one. that's yeah. what I was saying. I was like, you know, if you don't like Crazy Town, then fucking Spoken. Like, come playing. for Spoken, How stay will, for Crazy Town and a beer. When's the last time Spoken <laughs> yeah. played in Arkansas? I have no fucking fifteen years yeah, ago plus at least. Yeah, at least the last literally the last time I saw them was that gymnasium with Zayo and Living Sacrifice. There you go. Yeah, I remember that distinctly. That'll, that'll I just... bought my Living Sacrifice hoodie at that one. I still have it. <laughs> Damn. Yep, it's the blue Revor- reborn one. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. 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 So yeah, so I'm doing uncle. that show, but that's not the only thing. Obviously, uh, I feel like sneaky, I'm just getting warm. Yeah, I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. You know, um, we kind of dropped the ball on a show that we're trying to put together, and not, well, we're not trying. We did. Yeah, I did. We got it. It's going mm-hmm. uh, October sometime ish. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be doing a really cool like throwback show. Yeah, and I, um, you I, know. I am. So fucking excited. It comes from a sad place. It does as but, well. We've lost some really great friends yeah. in the last two years. And um we just our friend group, you know, me and you have a lot of the same friends from back mm-hmm. in the day. And our little friend group of people have lost two individuals in the last year and a half that really hit us hard. Yeah. For and sure. it's been hard this year dealing with that All emotionally. That. Yeah. And so we just really wanted to come together and we want to do something special for our dudes. But it's great that we can, you know? Yes. It's cool that we can do something like this. And it's bigger better than ever. Yeah. Like the people that are involved, there's literally like 15 people putting the show together together. It's not just me. Oh, I believe it. We have a huge group of people that are contributing their own. Everybody has a job. Mm -hmm. We've organized it to where everybody has their mission and their job. And we're all conquering it together. And that makes me just so proud. It's going to be excellent. I'm probably going to cry a lot. Probably. A lot. I'll bring you some tissues. And I'm probably going <laughs> to, like, I'm probably going to do gang vocals because that's what I used to always do back in the day. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> Old school Sam Core is going to come out. Um, but anyway, so. Be awesome, I won't though. name names, but I will say this, that it is at Vino's and it will sell out. 100%. Like, within the first couple of days, it'll yeah. probably be already done. You're gonna do um, you're gonna do actual pre sales. Yes, we're okay. actually gonna do pre sales and uh, Ooh. important phone calls. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, so for those of you wondering, Alex is in the room. Yeah. I know there's been like this random male voice every now and then. That's Alex. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's that's my boyfriend, Alex. He's pretty incredible to you. Um. But yeah. So we're 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 doing it. It's gonna be October ish. Um. At Vino's. Their capacity is not very big at all, and we like it. We had the conversation mm-hmm. whether we were going to do this show at Rev or or another location, but we are going to do some really special things. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give it away yet because yeah. we are going to announce this show at the beginning of June. We're working on okay. We're working on the promo side right now. Right. The bands are booked. The venue's secured. Everything's already done. That we're just getting it to where we can tell everybody else. Yeah. And awesome. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, me either. I can't wait. I know most of it. And then so. we're all going to go get drunk at Midtown exciting. afterwards. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Old school style. <laughs> Somebody might puke. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. It's not a party if they don't. Of course. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what's going on with that. And then uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, man. I secured dates for Nuckfest in January at Vino's. What? Three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't Holy know if it'll all be shit. there or not, but I just went ahead and did it. I've been on the fence about it for a long time. Uh, 2020 is literally the 15-year anniversary when I first did it. 
So For I thought real? it was time. Yeah, 2005 was the first Nuckfest. Holy fuck. And I started because I really admired Memphis's music scene back then. Yeah, well, yeah. And it was I always shit. went to shows back there. Me too. And I really loved hardcore, and so we brought hardcore bands for the very first one, Clinch Fist. And mm-hmm. Clinch Fist played almost every single Nuck Fest except for the last two I did. I went to all of them. You have, yeah. yes, you have. But um, but I, yeah, so that's what's going on with that. So I mean, and there's other things going that's on. I mean, I'm I'm awesome. going to be doing some shows. <laughs> I've got some other shows lined up that I'm working on that haven't been announced yet, and I can't really say anything about. But just know that. From this point forward, I'm back in Arkansas. Drastic Measures Productions is fully yeah. active. I have employees. You just have, announced another Nuckfest. I have Nuckfest. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be bigger and better than it ever has I got to find my shirt. I still have my old shirt. I have a whole bag of Nuckfest shirts I'm going to give out at that show. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Old school ones. 2000, I think it's 2012, and then I have a bunch of 2007 ones. Yeah, I, I used to do t-shirts. I, I used to do the big flyer and give them mm-hmm. out. And I, I mean, I want to make it fun like that again. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, exciting. Hell yeah, dude. And then I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do another fest in the spring that uh, revolves around pop punk. Badass. I used to do a fest yeah. back in the day called uh, Pop like, the Top. I feel like that'll do really well right yeah. now. Pop the Top. Pop the Top fest. I used to do back in the day. Okay. I only did two of them. I didn't. I didn't really get too far into it, mm-hmm. but I'm interested in. And making that uh, a bigger situation. There's probably more of a call for it now. Yeah, you than remember there was the band uh, Dreamfast back yeah, in the day? Sure do. Yeah, I think they're making a, a effort to come back. That's the shit. I've been talking to Amy, and she's been doing really good writing music, and she's more motivated than ever. And okay, I think that the people around that have no idea who they are need to know who the fuck they are. Sure, they're incredible. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them a few times actually. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I feel really motivated. You know, Go For Gold gave me a little bit of a, a kick in my ass as far as the pop side goes. Mm-hmm. And it just really reminded me how special those bands are too. Yeah. And uh, it made me interested in putting something together. That's so that's awesome. what I'm doing. And then who who knows what else? I don't fucking know. We'll, yeah. see. we'll see what else. That's fucking awesome, Stuff man. And things are happening, man. Well, this has been fantastic. Yeah. I... <laughs> I get to go outside and have band practice and sweat my ass off because it's currently 80-something and cloudy. It's going to be so muggy. It was snowing when I left Colorado, That's fucking crazy. And it was tornadoing here. Yeah, I know. There was naders here and and snow there. (laughs) I was like, what the shit, man? So let's, I guess we've, I mean, fuck, we ran the whole circle. I don't know anything else to cover. Plug your shit. Yeah. Plug your shit. You know, Drastic Measures Productions, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people still haven't liked my page yet. I think it's really vital. If anybody wants to go to concerts in the area, they need to keep their eyes yeah. on it because it's just getting warmed up. Yeah. We don't have everything announced yet. And then I'm not planning on doing shows every day. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a very selective situation. Good. Probably be I would rather bring quality over yes. quantity yep. and bring back bands i want to bring back bands that have not been here in a long time i yes. want to revitalize that side of it there's not a lot of people doing bigger heavy shows there's nope. not a lot of people doing bigger shows period and i am all about that Hell so yeah. that's my goal i just want to come back to arkansas and i want to give back to my community and my people it's been good to me for so many years you Fucking know hey man is that on uh are you instagramming or are you just on facebook i'm old as fuck i got i got kind of somebody got on to me the other day about that too so <coughs> yeah. i guess i better get with the times huh? yeah so we're gonna be creating an instagram we're gonna be getting snapchat and all yeah. that fun little uh, new fun dangled shit that's going on listen they had know. to convince me with this too Dude. that's oldies <laughs> you get these youngies going uh, you're not on this i got other things in the, yeah. in the mix too you know um uh 
uh, I'm going to be uh, trying to start an edible company. That's one okay. of the things I'm going to be working on out here as well with the company that I'm going to be working for. Um, I'm looking to uh, do a some uh, not really a podcast, but a um, show called Heavy Hits, like a YouTube or something. Yeah, I don't want it to be YouTube. I want it to be GoPro. I have all GoPro equipment already. Okay. And I want to be sponsored by GoPro, so okay. I'm going to do a GoPro channel. And then oh. you can link YouTube and all that. Sure, sure, sure. You can link yeah. it out. But anyways, it's called Heavy Hits, Good Food, Good Weed, Good Music. Fuck yeah. And it's going to be a variety show. Like a pair-up kind um, of thing? Cooking, mm-hmm. uh, live concerts, interviews, reviewing products from the marijuana industry. It's going to be involved around marijuana and music. And food. That's awesome. That's what I want my life to be, man. Amen. Good right? Food, good yeah, food, good dude. music, and oh. good friends. Good what else everything. do you need? <laughs> I know. So that's that's my that's my intention. But DMP is like the concert promotion company that's really about to shake shit up. Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I am down for anybody who has any ideas. I do not keep myself limited. Mm-hmm. And if anybody wants to do something awesome, like when you guys approached me or I approached you mm-hmm. or whatever, however that happened, and and we went to in together like this Go for Gold show, and yeah. I just said, just let me help you put it together yeah. and make it bigger. And let's and you did, do what yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, was the best I idea. Mean, I hope I did. I really just want to make an impression, and I want to do the right thing for the right. people around here because it's this city and the state has given me so much love and support mm-hmm. and i want to return the favor it's awesome and i know people are just aching for more 100 percent. and i want to do that that's awesome yeah man well sam well i think Corey. we'll wrap it up all right then well thanks everybody for listening and uh again Crashcast is on uh blah 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 such and such it's Crashcast, and on twitter it's Crashcast pod one uh we're on instagram facebook twitter i don't have snapchat i don't i'm God, yeah, we're old. yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest, <laughs> and I'm barely on Twitter. I got, I got to get my shit together. Yeah, but I also together. started a Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. So if you're into that kind of thing, I'm still working on getting content for it. It's kind of dormant right now, but things are in the works for that too. I got a busy life. Dude, trying you're to make killing it, all work. it though. I'm trying. It. I'm trying. Thank you, everybody. Go check out Drastic Measures Productions on Facebook and soon Instagram and <laughs> and <laughs> all the other platforms. Yeah, to be announced <laughs> and be on the lookout for the show in uh, October. I promise you, your head's going to explode. Uh, thanks. I love you. I love you too. Yes. This has been awesome. Absolutely. I'm so glad you came on here and not only did we get to catch up on a microphone, but you know this has been great. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. I haven't seen you in, I feel like, forever. It's been a long time. Yeah, I don't think I got to see you last time you came down. No, it's been at least a couple of years. Yeah, so this has been fantastic. Yes. And thanks All for promoting love. me and making me your profile picture. And yes. I will, this will be first thing tomorrow morning. So Hell yeah, listen up. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening.